Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hi there, this is Jessica Bryant. Thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. Lord, we ask that you would lighten our darkness. We beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this day. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today through the reading of your word and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Today's reading comes from the book of Matthew, and it is chapters 8 and 9. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer to get the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many more who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. 
Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him and said, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? And when he came to the other side, to the country of Gardarnus, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them, and the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they came out and went to the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on heaven to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the girl, when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went through all of that district. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? 
They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. And the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This is the word of the Lord. To reflect on this scripture, I definitely, um, just based on the last couple verses, verses 35 through 38, I'm reminded of Jesus's compassion and reading that long um, two chapters, just detailing all the stories and all of the ways that Jesus helped people who were sick, helped people who were demon possessed, and um, just instructed people along the way. I think about uh, the compassion that he had for them. Like it says in verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I know I personally struggle with having compassion. So when I read these words in the Bible that uh, Jesus said to his disciples and just the way that he reacted when he saw great need everywhere he went, um, it's just a great reminder to follow his example and to ask the Holy Spirit to come and open our eyes with compassion. But not only did Jesus have compassion, I think that a lot of these stories really illustrate Jesus's authority. Um, He exercised his authority over demons. That's a very obvious one. He exercised his authority over forces of nature um, when he calmed the storm. He exercised his his, uh, authority over um, people who were sick and against sicknesses and diseases. And he probably also had to exercise some authority over his own personal desires and the desires of his body for rest. Um, as he went throughout all these different cities, everywhere he went, people were just flocking to him. Um, the word about his ability to heal and to deliver people was spreading. And so he was just constantly followed and people were just asking for things from him constantly. And, uh, that to me would be very tiring. So I imagine he also had to use some authority over his own, uh, human desires, um, for rest and for, um, you know, being restored. So I just, I do love a lot of these stories. And I, like I said, I just think that they show a lot of Jesus's compassion and, um, his just tirelessness, the way that he never tires of healing people, of instructing people, of, um, just turning people towards the Lord. And I think my favorite part of this whole thing is the story of the centurion. Um, this is another man who recognized authority and had a great understanding of it. And, um, he bowed his own authority to Jesus, um, and said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. He didn't even want Jesus in his house because he knew the greatness of who Jesus was. Um, and Jesus was super impressed by this and even used him as an example that, you know, I've not seen anyone in Israel with the faith of this man. And this guy who is not even um, of the tribe of Israel could be an example to the Israelites in faith. 
So I want to know, you know, if you guys have time to reflect on, you know, what themes stand out to you in this collection of stories and how are you encouraged by this? What has the Lord shown you through uh, these healing and um, deliverance adventures of Jesus? What did you learn? I know I am definitely going to continue to reflect on the compassion and authority of Jesus. And Lord, we just ask um, that through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.